knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Arrow weight is a popular topic in the archery community today, and it is something that every hunter needs to consider at some point. On this episode, I'm going to talk about the pros and cons of light arrows versus heavy arrows, especially for new hunters. Hey, and welcome to the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast and YouTube channel helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today we are talking about arrow weight. Light arrows versus heavy arrows. Now, this is both for vertical bows and crossbows. And this is a subject that is very popular today. A lot of people are talking about it. Everybody has a position on it. Everybody's position seems to have been changing in the last couple years. And it is a big to-do. There's a big debate, a lot of discussion. You got different companies doing different things, different pros doing different things. Some, I'm sure, are motivated by the companies that are backing them. There are a little bit of politics involved. There's science involved. There's opinions involved. And whenever you have hunters and opinions involved, you can be sure it's a heated debate. But what do you need to know about this in order to make informed decisions and to make the best decisions for new hunters? Now, I want to stress that this advice, what I'm about to talk about, while the advice and the insights are certainly valuable for everybody, they are targeted towards new hunters. If you've been archery hunting for 30 years, this is not advice for you. You know enough to make your own decisions. You, you know enough, you have enough experience, you have enough opinions, you've probably gathered enough science to know what's best for you and how you hunt. This advice and this counsel is mostly geared specifically for new hunters. So first and foremost, what is the debate? All right, well, a fast arrow is a lighter arrow. Fast equals light. A fast arrow and a lighter arrow is going to have, well, I shouldn't say fast equals light, but light equals fast, right? If you have a light arrow, it's going to go faster than a heavy arrow. So a fast arrow is going to have a flatter trajectory than a slower heavy arrow. Now, why is there a trade-off? Because you're shooting it from the same bow. So you have the same amount of power in that bow, the, the same force, whether it's a crossbow or a vertical bow. That bow is able to deliver so much power when you draw it back based on the draw weight, based on the, the geometry and, and the physics. 
it's going to put the same amount of force into that arrow. So a fast, you could think about it with, with a rifle, you have the same amount of gunpowder going into every load. So if you've got a, a 30 caliber rifle, you've got however many grains of gunpowder, all you're changing is the bullet weight. So you've got the same amount of propellant pushing that bullet forward. You have the same amount of power throwing that arrow out there. Now how fast it goes is going to depend on the weight of the projectile. So the lighter the arrow, the, the more speed it's going to have with that same push. The heavier the arrow, the slower it's going to be with that same push. And so these are the, th this is what creates the difference. So a lighter arrow is going to move faster with that same push. It's going to have a flatter trajectory, which means at 20 yards, it's going to have less drop than the heavy arrow. At 30 yards, it's going to have less drop. At every distance, it's going to have less drop. Now, eventually, it's going to drop and hit the ground. No arrow flies forever. But what, what you're able to do here is you have less range adjustments that you need to make mentally or on paper in order to adjust your point of aim. So, for example, say you have a light arrow, super light arrow, 300 grain arrow, and then you're firing that against a heavy arrow, super heavy arrow, 700 grain arrow. Okay, the difference between drop at, say, Say you you know you're you're say you're using a crossbow with a scope, fixed sight, can't adjust it, it is what it is, and say you sight it in for 20 yards. Okay. Well, you, you could sight either one in for 20 yards, right? So it doesn't matter what the drop is, doesn't matter what the speed is, you go to the range, you get that scope adjusted, so it's at 30 yards or 20 yards. So whichever one you shoot at 20 yards, it's dead on. Well, at 30 yards. That lighter arrow may drop an inch or two, okay? But between that may, not for sure, depends on, you know, a lot of factors, may drop an inch. That heavier arrow is likely to drop several inches, okay? Uh, might be four, five, or six inches, may even be more than that. Now, when you go from, say, 30 yards to 40 yards, that light arrow is probably going to drop. I'm, I'm not using exact numbers here. I'm just guesstimating ballparking based on my own experience. That lighter arrow is probably going to drop maybe three or four inches total, right? Based on your 20 yard zero. So if you're zeroed at 20 and you've got this super fast arrow that's flying, uh, you know, zero to 20, you might have an inch or two drop at 30. You might have... Um, yeah, probably four or five inch drop at 50 or at 40. Well, that heavier arrow is probably going to have a three to four inch drop or five or six, maybe I've never actually shot a 700 grain arrow out of a, out of a crossbow to give you no know, the exact, but it's probably going to drop upwards of a foot or more additional distance between that 30 and 40 yard mark. Cause it's going so much slower and it's dropping so much faster. And to shoot any further than that, it's probably going to be in the dirt. Now, that's okay if you know how far to adjust your point of aim. 
So for example, if you know that deer is at 20 yards, you know that this sight point is going to work. If you know that deer is at 35 yards, then you need to know, okay, how much higher do I need to aim? Or maybe what other line in my scope do I need to use? Maybe you have a scope with multiple lines on it. Or if it's a vertical bow, which sight point do I need to, to, to have that on? Or if you, or if you well, how high do I need to aim? So you have to do a lot more calculation with a heavier, slower arrow than a lighter, faster arrow. All right, it, it, it can literally be the difference between hitting the deer perfectly in the vitals at 35 yards with a light arrow versus missing the deer entirely with the same point of aim and a heavy arrow. All right, it can be that, and the further you go, the bigger the deal is. Now. I'm not advocating anybody shoot any deer beyond 40 yards as a new hunter. All right, you may you may reach the point where you're really good with your equipment, you have really good equipment, you've trained and you've practiced and you're able to punch out further with a vertical bow or a crossbow, but I really think the 40-yard mark is about the limit that most new hunters ought to ought to ever consider until they really have built themselves up. They know how to shoot under pressure. They know how to manage that adrenaline rush and that heart rate. And they're, you know, they practice out to maybe 50 or 60 or 70 yards. So then you've, you've got a 45 or a 50 yard shot. You've practiced well beyond that. So you know that that shot's well within your range. This, I think, takes years to develop. Or it takes you know, many, many, many hours over a shorter time period to really get good at and steady. But it really, I think, takes years because you need that hunting practice. You know, how do you how do you manage that when you've got that adrenaline rush? How do you draw that heavier weight? Or how do you aim that bow, at heavier crossbow? You know, how are you able to steady that when you're holding it up? It takes practice. It takes real world field practice and it takes a lot of backyard range practice. But either way, when I talk about ranges for new hunters, 40 yards is the cap, both for a crossbow and vertical bow. And honestly, vertical bow probably ought to be a little closer than that even. But nonetheless, so you you can have the difference between a perfect shot and a complete miss when that 300 grain arrow versus that 700 grain arrow at 30 or 40 yards Depending on how you sight it in, do you know your ranges? Do you know what you're doing? So that's the advantage of the lighter arrow. Flatter trajectory, less math, less concern with the range. You always need to be concerned with the range because there's certainly, even with the fastest arrow, there is significant drop at the 40-yard mark. Okay, it's you very, very... I, I, I've never even sh I've never shot a bow, even a crossbow, no matter how fast it is, that at 40 yards you can still aim at the same place you could aim at 20 yards. All right, I've never seen it even with the fastest arrows out there, there is still some drop. You still have to account up for that. You still have to adjust your point of aim. For heavy arrows though, you know, the difference between 5 yards can be significant. It can be a couple inches once you get out you know, beyond that first 20 yards or so. 
So it becomes a lot more math, a lot more, you know, you have to really know that range more precisely. There's more margin of error with the lighter arrows. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal, develop high quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. All right, so when you look at that side of the equation, it's like, okay, well, yeah, you should use the lightest arrows on the planet. 200 grains if you can find them, right? Well, no. So the heavier arrow has more momentum. All right, it's... It carries more force into and through the target and increases your ability to penetrate that deer to make a clean pass-through shot and to even press through bone if you encounter bone. So, you know, again, we're using extreme examples. That 300-grain arrow at 40 yards probably has a minimal chance at passing through a deer Unless it is absolutely the perfect shot, miss, doesn't hit any ribs on either side, and just can sail clean through. Not to say it can't happen, but your chances are going to be greatly reduced. Whereas that 700 grain arrow at 40 yards, if you can hit the deer, is a lot higher chance of blowing through that deer even if it hits ribs, even if it hits other bone, it has a much higher chance of a pass-through shot. When you're talking about even you know closer range, you know you have a much better chance if you have a bad shot and hit a shoulder bone or something of still being able to get enough penetration to do enough damage with that heavier arrow than you do with the lighter arrow. Now there's a curve, all right. So uh, you've got multiple pieces of information you need to manage in your brain when you're trying to make these decisions on what kind of arrows to buy. You have velocity, arrow weight, kinetic energy, and um, oh, I lost it. momentum. Okay, so you've got velocity, which is measured in feet per second. You have arrow weight, which is measured in grains. You have kinetic energy, which is measured in foot pounds. 
sometimes measured in joules, and then you have momentum, which is measured in slugs. So the way that this works is the faster your velocity for the same arrow weight, doesn't matter what it is, the faster your velocity, the more kinetic energy you're going to have. Now, adding more weight actually will increase kinetic energy, but it's only to a point. Okay, so there, there's a curve. It goes up and then it comes down because the more weight you add, the less velocity you have. And velocity and weight are not equal in the equation of kinetic energy or uh, momentum. So what happens is you continue to add weight and you'll get more kinetic energy to a point and then the more weight you have, the less kinetic energy you're going to get because you'll be impacting velocity so much. Okay, But uh, momentum just continues to increase the more weight that you have. Right, so you reach a point where, you know, maybe it's maybe it's 500 grains. Um, you depending on the velocity, you just completely max out kinetic energy. If you go to 600 grains, you have less kinetic energy. If you go to 700 grains, you have significantly less kinetic energy. But slugs continues to increase because it is a factor of weight and density and. Uh, the ability to, to push through and follow through, and that number continues to increase as you increase arrow weight. So a 700 grain arrow is going to have less kinetic energy than usually a 500 grain arrow or even a 400 grain arrow sometimes, depending on the velocity. So you're going to lose energy once you reach a point. It's just going to start going down because your velocity is going down because it's so heavy that it can only move so fast. And of course, the further you go, the less velocity you have, even less energy that you have, right? So they're diminishing returns to the point where it's hurting you to have heavier arrows. But the momentum, the slugs continue to increase as you add weight within practical thresholds. So you may have a super heavy arrow that, I mean, you might have to aim feet high and it's not going to have as much speed and it's not going to have as much energy, but the momentum is going to be super high. So you think about it like this. Say you have a spear. All right. Well, how fast could you throw a spear? Well, you can't throw a spear very fast. All right. Um, certainly not several hundred feet per second, but that spear, because it's so heavy, because it has so much momentum, can just go right through a person, an animal, whatever the case may be. Its penetration ability is immense. Its ability to blow through whatever bone is in front of it is immense because it has so much weight. It, it, it has, the, the slug number is so high. But you can't throw a spear very far. Okay? Um, and... and you know, eventually that spear is going to be moving so slow it's going to hit the ground or if it does hit the target you know it really you just run into complications so a 700 grain arrow or 800 grain arrow is going to be really hard to hit a target at any distance 
but it's going to have the most momentum, the highest chance to blow through bone and pass through that animal versus anything. So how do you balance this? Now, cost-wise, there's not a huge difference, practically speaking. So it's not like you're going you're gonna to save money going one way or the other. Um, you know, it's a difference of a couple dollars most of the time for a full setup. So how do you manage this? Well, experienced hunters debate both sides. They go back and forth. They, they have lots of opinions. There's lots of blogs, articles out there. Lots of magazines or articles out there. And of course, there are political motivations. There's marketing motivations. You know, crossbow companies or arrow companies or even vertical bow companies. They want to advertise higher velocities because that's a marketing number. That's something they can put on the box. Crossbow can say, this bow fires at 400 feet per second or 430 feet per second or whatever feet per second. Well, it may be using a 300 grain arrow to get that velocity, right? And impractically light arrow to get that velocity. And some of them don't even ship any arrows with you. So you, you don't even know what arrow they were using to get that velocity. But you've got the marketing motivations, all right? Which, of course, are, are not necessarily always pure or in the hunter's best interest. So if you're shopping for a bow, you want to know what arrow weight they got those velocity numbers with. Okay, you want to know that. You want to know with what weight arrow that they get that velocity number, and then what weight arrow do they recommend? Now, if it's a really cheap bow, chances are they're using the lighter arrows, and they're not going to give you a recommendation. If you're buying a high-end bow, which you're probably not if you're a new hunter, but some will, they probably will tell you, and they probably will give you a recommendation. They'll probably even send you arrows to use that are their recommended weight to their recommended specs. Now, if you're buying a $1,500 bow with a scope that, that is you know calibrated out to 130 yards, chances are their recommendations and their arrow weight are going to be ideal, and you don't want to vary from that because the entire package is built on that. But for the majority of hunters, that's not the case. You've got to sort of figure this out on your own, and, and hence all this information. So what do you do? How do you process this? Well, first, let me say this. Anytime in the hunting world, you have something that is hotly debated, and you have people with strong opinions on both sides. You have companies with strong opinions on both sides. You have, you know, a, a lot of people hunting with both and believing that their setup is the best. Both are going to work. Okay. If, if, if you couldn't hunt with a 350 grain arrow and take a deer, people just wouldn't do it. It would just, if it didn't work, it would, it would go away. On the same side, if people didn't hunt with a 600 grain arrow, you know, and it didn't work, people wouldn't do it. It, it. it would just, you know, it would get debunked and it would fall out of favor. So what you have is you got these different camps, you know, lightweight versus midweight versus heavyweight. You really can't go wrong, okay? If you've already bought one or the other, it's going to work. All right, the I'm about to give you a recommendation, but if you've already made a purchase decision, whatever you bought will work. All right, um, 
unless it was just like, you know, just garbage quality, it's going to work. It's just a matter of what is ideal for a new hunter. All right, someone with 30 years of hunting experience, they're going to have opinions probably based on how they hunt and where they hunt and the way they hunt towards what works better for them, which they will then project to the wider hunting community because that's just human nature. What I like and work, what works best for me must be what's best for everyone. And then they're going to project that to the wider community, often wrongfully, because it's not what's best for everyone. It's best for your situation and how you operate, which is not how everyone else operates. But I digress. So whatever you have will work. If you're trying to figure out what to get or how to adjust your setup, here's my recommendation. I believe, and I'm sure this is controversial and I don't care, I believe that new hunters should use lighter arrows. Not super light arrows, okay? Not super light, but lighter arrows. I think anywhere in the the 375 to 450 grain zone is what I would recommend for new hunters. I think right around 400 grains is ideal. Anywhere from 375 to 450 is about the zone. Now, when you measure arrow weight, that's the combined weight of the arrow, the shaft, the fletching, and the broadhead. Okay, the broadhead is included in this weight, which means you know, you may have a 300 grain arrow shaft and then you have a 100 grain broadhead, so you've got a 400 grain arrow. So I think right around that 400 grain mark is ideal for new hunters. The reason is simple, okay? Shot placement matters more than anything. Hitting the deer matters more than anything else. All right, if you can't hit the deer or you can't hit the deer in the right spot, then all the benefits of heavy arrows mean nothing. It's lost in the dirt, literally and figuratively, lost in the dirt. Okay, you've pounded the dirt with more momentum. There's more slugs drilling right into a tree. Okay, it doesn't matter. You have to be able to hit the animal. A good shot with even poor equipment is going to be better than a bad shot with the best equipment. That's the way this thing works. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. So shot placement and being able to hit the deer and hit the deer in the right spot is paramount. And we're talking about new hunters. Unless you have a rangefinder built into your brain, 
And unless you have memorized the, the yardage levels and drops for every five yard increment, sometimes less than five if the arrow is heavy enough, then you are going to have a much lower chance of hitting the deer and hitting the deer in an ideal spot with heavier arrows. And I'm talking both crossbow or vertical bow. Most new hunters are going to come in with a crossbow though. So that's, you know, you, you, uh, that's where I'm probably leaning some of this advice towards. You're going to have a less chance of hitting a good spot. Now, you know, anything will work in the perfect spot at the perfect range. A 22 long rifle will kill a deer consistently in the perfect range in the perfect spot. But that spot is in the brain. And that's an illegal, uh, illegal hunting round in most states that I know of anyway. So that's not going to work. It's just, it's, it's, it's not. But if in the perfect shot, anything will work. Okay. Now, I don't think you're handicap, handicapping yourself in any way, shape or form with a 400 grain arrow. I don't think you're, you have an inadequate amount of power. I don't think it's something you're ever going to be like, oh man, I, if, I, if I had more slugs, then, you know, maybe I would have killed that deer. I just don't think that's going to happen. Okay, if you take good shots, you're going to get clean kills. I heard from a uh, someone who's been an archery hunter for more years than I've been alive. Professional, he's a pro, he's full-time, archery hunting, magazine writer, photography, TV, everything. You know, just one of these big guys that's out there. If I called his name, probably some of you would know him. You know, he said that he prefers and recommends heavier arrows, seriously heavy arrows, so that when he takes bad shots, he has a better chance of taking the deer. And the example that he gave was if you're in a tree stand and you're shooting straight down onto a deer, you know, you got a lot of bone, backbone, everything else. You really need a super heavy arrow to be able to blow through all that bone in order to get a kill shot. And I sat there and I was like, are you serious? That is irresponsible advice. That is terrible. Like you should, even if you do that, you should not be recommending that because that's something that people are going to take way out of context, make terrible decisions with, especially new hunters, is not something you want to say. But that was his position. I mean, it's just, just, just bad advice. Shot placement is everything. You shouldn't build your gear to give you the best chance at taking irresponsible shots. You should build your gear to give you the best chance at taking ideal shots. That's what you should focus on. You know, how can I take a deer at, at reasonable range? How can I get the perfect shot on a deer between you know 15 and 35 yards? You know, that's what you should build your gear. That's what you should practice on. That's what you should work towards is how do I get the ideal shot at a deer at reasonable range every time as opposed to, you know, how do I gear my setup to take terrible shots that I shouldn't take that are not even great shots with a 30 caliber rifle. That's not the way to do this thing. So I recommend you go with faster arrows. Now, not super fast, okay? I don't think you should use a 300 grain arrow. I just, I don't think you have enough momentum there if you hit a deer at 40 yards to, to reliably, 
be able to take that animal down. I think that's those that's competition weight at that point. That's just that's for people that are shooting indoors without wind, competition shooting. There there are no animals. There you don't have to worry about clean kills. That is that's a weight that should never be used in the field. But I think, you know, right around 375 is the lightest that I think it becomes viable. Uh, and I think right around 400 grains is a good arrow weight. Up to 450 is a good zone for new hunters to be in because you're still going to have good trajectory. You're still going to have less adjustments you need to make. You know, your your aiming point is going to be bet is going to work at a, a wider variation of distances. Whether you're using a scope, whether you're using pins, whether you're, whatever you're using, because and you know not everybody has a rangefinder built in to their setup that they can range find every deer every time. In fact, I don't think you should practice with that. I, I don't. I think you need to learn to judge distance yourself. And if you have a rangefinder in the field and you're able to use it, because you're not always going to be able to use it. Right, if you're so dependent on the rangefinder that you can't take a shot without the rangefinder, you're crippling yourself because you're not going to be able to rangefind every deer that steps out. You're just not. You're not going to be able to afford that extra movement or sometimes those extra moments. So you want to practice without a rangefinder. Learn your distances, and if you do have a rangefinder and you can use it in the field, then that's an extra benefit. But don't rely on that. And a faster arrow in in the you know in the 400 grain zone, you know, 4, 425, 450, you're still gonna be able to keep the same aiming point at further distances. So you have more margin, you have more wiggle room, you're more likely to hit the deer and hit the deer in an ideal spot, which is paramount. If you miss the deer, it doesn't matter. If you have a bad spot, you know, if you hit the deer in the wrong spot, even with a heavy arrow, it still may not kill it, right? If you hit it too high, if you miss the lungs, if you miss the vitals, it's still, even though you blow through some bone, that deer can still get away. It may indeed die, just won't be recovered by you as it, as it dies days later. So hitting the deer and hitting the deer in the right spot takes precedence over everything else. And with new hunters that have minimal experience, that have minimal practice, that is the best way to gear your setup. Now, two years from now, you want to add another 50 grains? You want to add another 100 grains? It's not that expensive to do. Sometimes you just get heavier broadheads. You get heavier arrows. Arrows are not that expensive. All right? So it, it's not like, you know, you're sinking all this money into a setup and that's that's it forever. Well, no, you get some arrow, and here's the thing: a lot of time you don't even. A lot of people don't shoot an arrow at a deer twice. They shoot an arrow, it kills the deer, or if they miss the deer, they don't shoot that arrow again in the woods. Now, I don't know that that's, you know, that may be a little a little extreme, but hey, that's that's just the truth. A lot of the time, now if that arrow breaks or there's damage to it, of course you don't want to reuse that in the field. But at the same time. You hunt for two or three years, you may be down two or three arrows or more if you shoot more than one deer a year. So eventually you're going to have to buy new arrows and you're going to need new broadheads. So why not, you know, you have opportunities regularly to adjust your setup 
and do that as you grow and as you 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 develop uh you know that's really that's up to you and as your experience and situ if you only hunt up to say 20 yards you know if the places that you hunt are so thick and your stands you can only see 20 yards it may not matter that extra velocity having heavier arrows may have no downside to you all right at super close ranges it may be no negative whatsoever for you great you know use that do what's best for your situation and circumstance uh, and and i would might as well mention again that's a reason that i also am a fan of mechanical broadheads it's not that i think they're necessarily better than fixed position or semi-mechanical broadheads it's purely based on the fact they tend to fly more like field tips so you tend to be able to hit the deer in the spot that you want to hit the deer more consistently which is why i lean towards that recommendation for new hunters because again hitting the deer and hitting them in the right spot matters more than anything else more than anything else and when you've got limited experience and limited practice every variable you can take out of that equation to make it easier to hit the deer and in the right spot without having to practice different ranges with different broadheads and different arrows and different stuff just means you're more focused less confused and more likely to make a good shot when it counts so i hope that's helpful for you guys head to the website newhuntersguide.com check out the show notes make sure you subscribe to this show wherever you listen to podcasts hit that subscribe button and it would really be a help if you could head to to itunes to leave us a review with a comment nothing helps the show reach more people faster to my knowledge then a five-star review with comments on iTunes affects the algorithm and all that stuff. So really appreciate you guys. Till next time, God bless you and go get them in the woods. Join Captain Justin Leake and Meredith McCord for the best fishing action along Panama City Beach. Tune in to Chasing the Sun every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV.